welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director for APPA. We're joined on this episode by John Beasley, Vice President for our Training and Safety at Electric Cities of Georgia, which provides strategic and technical services to 52 public power communities with utility operations in Georgia. John is joining us today to discuss APPA's Lineworker Rodeo, which will take place in Austin, Texas in March 2022. John, thanks for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, glad to be here. Great. So, John, to get our conversation started, and before we dive into the, the rodeo, could you describe for our listeners uh, your role at Electric Cities of Georgia? How long have you worked there, and what are your key responsibilities? Uh, I've, I'm just short of 30 years, uh, 29 years and 10 months. Uh, but uh, so what I you know, started off being is a you know, safety training instructor, specialist, and then and then I uh, moved on up through uh, manager, director, and now I'm VP of training and safety. I started off by myself and just kept as the workload increased. Uh, I've now got six other people uh, that's in my department. So just uh, switching to the main topic of today, could you offer a, a brief history of the rodeo and how have you participated in it over the years? I had competed back in 1998, 1999 uh, at the Kansas City Rodeo. Uh, they call it the International Rodeo. And uh, that, uh, Mike Holland, I knew him, and he'd, he'd come out there to uh, watch us and stuff. And and so after uh, we won it in 99, me and my team won the International Rodeo. We got fourth in 98, but one, uh, went back in 99 and won uh, their overall and uh, we went back in year 2000 uh, just to watch, uh, just as spectators, and and really just didn't like what we saw, you know, out there. It's just, you know, I won't, I won't get into the weeds, but anyway, we didn't like what we saw. So uh, he turned and looked at me one uh, evening as he was having dinner and said, uh, he said, why don't we do our own? And I said, what do you mean do we, you know, do our own? He said, do our own rodeo, uh, public power rodeo. And I said, ah, that's, that's, that's a pretty big undertaking. And uh, he said, we can do it. He said, I'll take care of uh, logistics, banquet and all that. You take care of the competitions. So, um, you know, we bounced it around for a while and ended up we had the first uh, APPA rodeo in Myrtle Beach. Uh, I believe it's 2001. And, you know, it's just kept kept getting bigger and bigger each year. I did it for, let's see, up to 2013. Uh, I think you know, about 13 years, I was the master judge of it. So every year we'd get together, get a uh, committee together. We'd pick out the events, uh, we'd go through, uh, we'd pick some chief uh, chief judges. And then we would, you know, come up with events and go over the events with the chief judges. And it just, you know, kept growing uh, year after year. Right. And I, you, you, you mentioned that it's been growing. So kind of nice segue into the next question I have for you, which is how, you know, given your your long history with rodeo, how 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 has it changed over the years? You know, of course, size is one thing, uh, but I, I'm amazed now at the number of apprentices. I think the first year we had maybe under 20 teams, and I, I'm not sure if we even had apprentices at the first rodeo. I'm really not sure about that. I'd have to look back, but but now there's uh, the apprentices. I think in 2019 there's like 130 uh, apprentices. Well, like about uh, 78 teams. So I'm just amazed at, at the number of apprentices that is now involved. I think that's a great thing. Now, I'm sure a fair amount of our listeners will have, have had some involvement with the rodeo, but 
but maybe there's some some out there who don't don't know a lot of specifics in terms of what goes on there. So can you, for those people, can you talk about what types of activities line workers uh, participate in during the rodeo? You know, some of the changes I've seen, uh, you know, during the time span of when uh, the rodeo first started, uh, we were free climbing. Uh, everybody was free climbing back then. In other words, you didn't have to have fall rest. And I remember uh, when we first started, uh, when OSHA required it, and we first started the free climb or the uh, uh, the fall rest uh, climbing. Uh, There's some big changes there. Um, it almost appears that sometimes the climbers now get a little reckless. Uh, I know back when the free climbing was happening, you kind of tempered yourself because if you know you, you messed up, uh, you uh, you would fall to the ground. Now it almost appears some of the competitors uh, almost know they have a safety net. They get a little bit, um, I guess, reckless, uh, I would say. In fact, uh, one of the last ones I went to, uh, there was a, uh, an apprentice fell about 12 feet and uh, with his fall rest on. Uh, so that's just the you know, big change I've seen going from free climbing to fall rest, uh, which I think fall rest is a good thing. It's just got to be uh, adjusted correctly. And that's why I'd like to see the judges be a little bit more stricter on their on their on their judges as far as uh, how the fall rest is adjusted because if it's not adjusted right it it, it, it will not catch you right okay and and in terms of uh, you know you, you mentioned one type of activity what are, what other kind of things are, are done at the rodeo the uh, you know pretty typical uh, they'll do the hurtman rescue that's uh, always a spectator friendly event because it's pretty quick uh, and. The spectators, uh, even if they're not families or whatever, just you know, from people outside uh, that come watch, um, I used to always recommend they go watch the Hurtman Rescue event because they could understand uh, what they were doing, trying to rescue the mannequin. Uh, so that's always pretty much every year. You know, the cross arm change out where they go up and you know simulate uh, the phases are energized, and they go up and cover up and change out a cross arm. Uh, you know, changing out a six hundred amp switch is you know, very common. Also changing out lightning resters, uh, insulators, a pole transfer. Um, all those are pretty common uh, events. They seem to you know be doing them you know, you know quite a bit. But but the committee pretty much gets together and throw out you know throws out uh, different ideas, and then they kind of go around vote on them. Um, but those seem to be the you know real popular events. Yeah, so, so it sounds like the, those those are the ones that are year in year out. You, you can expect those to occur at the at the rodeo. Are there any other ones that you can think of that maybe are, are have been introduced more recently? You know, sometimes underground events get in there, but you have to be real careful with underground events. Um, but what uh, what we used to do is you know look at the time frame from time a, a team walks in the in the arena or the area a roped off area, uh, how long it takes them to you know, get set up and do the event and then the overall meme time of, of the event. And then we used to have a, uh, you know, the, the meme time was kind of like an average time. Drop dead time was absolutely when uh, the team had, you know, gone over uh, the meme time and then the judge would finally just stop them. So you kind of have to look at the setup time, uh, the drop dead time and the meme time. And then the reset time, if you have to reset the event uh, for the next team, if you have to change stuff or or 
is it already set when that team comes down? So you have to look at the overall, you know, timing. And sometimes uh, in the past, we've had some events that just all those uh, were not taken into consideration. And, and that's where you get the big backup and big lines and the, and the teams hate, hate standing in line. You stand there and stand there over, over and over again. Um, but that's, you know, that's one thing you have to watch out for uh, on the event side. So I think that's why a lot of times you'll see the same events over and over each year because they know the work. Right. In terms of crews that uh, line worker crews that may not have participated in the rodeo, um, what would you say to them in terms of the benefits of participating in it? Oh, I think there's huge benefits. Uh, you know, we uh, we here at ECG have almost made it wanting apprentices to compete uh, to, as a part of our apprenticeship program, but uh, we never did get that far. But um, you know, anytime I walk out on our training yard, I can, and you know, we're watching the guys climbing. Um, I can look out there and. And just about determine who has or who is competing in a lineman's rodeo, because their uh, the uh, the movements, uh, the climbing is so much smoother. Uh, it's just because you're up and down so much; it's muscle memory. So I think that's. I mean, the climbing ability is just. Uh, it really enhances that um, more than any apprenticeship school can do because they're, you know, they're climbing on their own uh, sometimes after hours. Uh, uh, their efficiency, uh, you know, no wasted moves. Uh, that's what we teach. Um, and, you know, of course, there's a, it, it shows a lot of initiative because it's too easy to say no. Uh, so if you're going to commit to competing, uh, you know, you're putting it out there. Uh, I know some utilities will, you know, swap out time for every hour. Uh, they let you practice. Uh, if you commit to practice on your own, uh, that amount of time. Yeah, I know that's a good system. It works. Uh, some have their guys to practice some in the evenings, and then right before the competition, they'll let them spend a few days. Um, so it's it's just different ways. But I think the initiative is there. It's just it's so uh, it, it, it's it's it, it's important thing to day to day line work because it teaches team uh, collaborate. Uh, they have to work together and figure out. Uh, the events, the quickest way to do them uh, without getting any deductions. Uh, so I just think it's over overall uh, the focus on safety. I just think it's a win-win. Um, I can't and, say. And, sorry to interrupt. And so you will you um, will you be going to to Austin next year? Uh, yes, I will. Uh, I missed a few years back in 2013. I had a had a boss that uh, she you know felt like I'd been on it for 13 years and asked me to you know step down because uh, I was doing uh, the APPA rodeo as master judge and also I was doing the state rodeo uh, both back to back so uh, yeah it was time for me to you know step away I I didn't really want to but it was kind of like mine you know mine and Holly's uh, Mike Holland's baby where we kind of you know you know grew it but um, but anyway. Seems to be still going good, so I'll I'll make it out uh, to the events, you know, when I can. Uh, but yeah, I plan on I plan on being in Austin. So, John, thanks again for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you need any additional information on the rodeo, go to publicpower.org/rodeo, where you can get additional information on registration and other details related to the event next year. Thanks again, John. Thank you. You're welcome.